BizQuick podcast hits on the struggles and advantages of being an entrepreneur. It's for anyone who's made the commitment to burn the boats and not look back. Are you a busy entrepreneur or small business owner trying to do it all? Then this podcast is for you. Corey and Julie will take you through the details of building a strong business. Hit the subscribe button and gear up for another episode of BizQuick Podcast. Hey, welcome to BizQuick. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And on today's show, we have another psychiatrist. That's right. We're here for your mental health. Only today's conversation is going to be a little bit different. We have Dr. Allison Sikorsky. She's a PMHNP. I don't really know what that stands for. It stands for Psychiatric Mental Health Nurse Practitioner. Oh, look at you. What would I do without you? Oh, it's written right there yeah, next that's, to it. It's in the notes, Julie. Yeah, very, very good. Nice, nice work on those notes, Corey. Anyway, she's the founder of At Your Service Psychiatry, and she she's a she's a disruptor in the psychiatric field in that she does a lot of telehealth. But she has psychiatrists and staff, and I don't know, I'm, I'm going to say psychiatrists, but it might be therapists. I don't really know what she has, who she has working for her that are licensed in multiple states. So she has a business model where she's truly able to provide services across almost the entire country to people and um, has disrupted the market a little bit. And I think we're going to find out that there are some people who are not so happy about what she's doing, which... Kind of reminds me back to when we had good old Roger Wakefield on and he talked about what he had been doing on YouTube for teaching people how to do plumbing and people were upset that he was taking money away from them. I think Ellison is going through the same thing. Yeah, and that's, uh, well, first of all, so she's in 20, uh, I believe 20 states right now. 20 states, right. And she's in. She's located in Chicago, Illinois. I don't think I said that either. No, but yeah, she's in 20 states right now. And I think, I don't know, we can ask her, I'm going to guess in the model, that she doesn't have a therapist in all 20 states. She's just licensed in, or people who work for her are licensed in multiple states. Cause yeah, can, that's what I meant. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So, I didn't mean that she's got people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and, and I, I think that it's a perfect example of just a great, Great, and you know we love to hate the word pivot nowadays, but it's yeah. a it's a great a great way to like talk about the disruption in markets because that's one thing if you know if you're doing it right you're pissing people off because that's not how we used to do it. Well, welcome to the new world. This is how we do it now. I know Christopher um, Columbus, the new world. I don't think that he said that when he got here, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I just said I that. I don't know either. It's weird. <laughs> we'll see if you cut it out or not. No, no, it's gonna <laughs> stay. Uh, but it, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna piss people off. But it, and everything, you know, everything in this world today is now remote. Uh, I don't understand why more things can't be remote. You know, we need that in person thing, and I'm you know that that in person interaction. We need that as as people, and uh, there are certain things that are just better. Like if you, they're better if you're done in person, but then there's other things. It's like if I need to talk to somebody, do I really need to go somewhere to do that? I can just do this over the phone. Mm-hmm. So I wonder um, if they're, you know, if if the downside of like when you say I need to talk to somebody, you're really talking about you know mental health, right? Yeah. Um, the downside would be that you know so much of what you say actually comes through body language, right? your haunched shoulders and you know maybe you're crying or 
whatever. I'm well, already... that's what Zoom's for, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is exactly what Zoom is for. But I'm wondering, you know, if they're if they offer, you know, just phone calls as an option, or if it is truly always like Zoom sessions where you can you can literally see the people. I don't know. I would agree that, I mean, for our, our podcast, they're obviously all audio because that's what a podcast is, Julie. But we do. Thank you for explaining that. <laughs> we do everything over Zoom because it's easier to see the like social cues and, and all of that, the, the conversational the, the faces and, and see if somebody's paying attention or not. Like there's so many things that go into conversation that get lost when it's just voice or, you know, maybe it's just written, you know, I mean, we're excellent at written communication between each other, Julie. But. <laughs> well, we are, but you always infer tone, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're always uh, second guessing everything, second guessing my, my um, intentions. Just answer the damn question. It's all I want you to do. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should get therapy together. No, absolutely not. <laughs> because are you afraid that if we got therapy together that people would tell you to say nice things to me? People tell me that, and I know I need to do it. I'm just not going to. I know, I know. I, that's the thing. I know what needs to be done. I'm just not going to do it. You know what the interesting flip side of that is? And I know our, our audience is probably like, what the hell are these two talking about now? For those of you who don't know, recently we were on a radio show. We called into a radio show that was all about communication. Say it skillfully. And is the radio, the name of the show. And um, Corey was talking about how he doesn't like to tell me nice things. And the radio host basically said, Molly told him that he needed to say a nice thing to me every day. Every day he needed to say nice things to me. And he was like, maybe I'll do it once a month. Right. She's like, you have to you have to communicate with people the way they want to be communicated with, not with the way that you like to communicate and the part that I feel like I'm stunned that nobody has brought up yet, especially you, is that I communicate to you the way that I like to be communicated to, right? So in reality, we just completely need to flip the way that we're communicating. And like, I need to stop saying nice things to you. Well, in reality, the fact that I'm communicating with you, period, I've already met you more than halfway. So <laughs> be happy with that. Okay, robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But anyway, let's get back to disruption. Because sure. that that is such a um, right pivot disruption. They're the words that we're probably all a little bit tired of hearing. Yeah, she's the Uber of therapy. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> she's a guru. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the the reality is this: that really disruption is a key part of having a successful business is finding a way to disrupt the existing marketplace, right? And go go to market with a strategy that is different than what anybody else has and is going to kind of put everybody on tilt. And uh, it also that, I mean, both externally and internally, it's good to kind of just mix things up within your own business to mm -hmm. make, you know, because people get complacent in your business. You get complacent and, you know, it's, it's good to kind of switch things around to, to help, everybody get a little more, I don't know, like appreciate what they're doing or get a different viewpoint of what's going on, whatever it is. Like just, just that idea of disruption to get people out of their comfort zone is a good thing. That is exactly why I come up with new ideas all the time, Corey. And, ask and that's you why I shoot them down and hurt your feelings constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hurt my feelings except for once in a while. Yes. Sometimes. So no, usually not more than once a day. Yeah. Okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> your Let's wrap it up and bring Allison in. 
With so many things competing for our attention these days, efficiently acquiring and retaining customers is critical for small businesses. And that's why we launched Certivium, the newest business from the SB Pace team. Certivium is a business created specifically for entrepreneurs who need a hand with customer service, customer engagement, and social media management. We are an affordable option that any small business looking to grow needs to help maintain the most important part of their business, their customers. Find out if Certivium is right for your business at certivium.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to BizQuick. I've got a good news, bad news type of situation for you, Corey. Sounds like a bad news, bad news to me, Julie, because I know what you're about to say. Well, I think it's good news for our listeners. It's just me and Corey. Sure. Bad news is um, Allison had to cancel, and we were unable to get her to reschedule, so um, a time that works, and, you know, keeping with our new... Um, rule of, you know, no show, no reschedule. We got to, we're, we're rolling with we're, this one. We're rolling with it. And why it was bad news, bad news is I like having guests on to just have somebody else to kind of help lift the, lift the load, carry the conversation a bit. Uh, you know, because sometimes I'm just like, I'm so tired of carrying this conversation, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. You do all the heavy lifting, all the heavy lifting. Um, and for those of you who think he's being mean to me. He's not. He's no, I, joking. I'm joking because... Uh, I do all... The, I'm the conversationalist on this You really team. are. Like Occasionally, I'll have some questions that I want to ask, but anytime that there's... I know that there's kind of... There's going to be a, a, a pause in the conversation coming up. I'm just really hoping that you're feeling what I'm feeling in the conversation and that you're just going to... You're going to ask something. You're going to keep that conversation going. Because I'm like, I ain't got nothing. Yeah, well, I can generally tell by the look on your face if you've got something it's, or not. It's got a little you bit of... You lean in when you're ready to ask a question. Sure. And when I'm when I'm not prepared for anything, or I think this conversation is about to come to a weird pause, there's probably a little bit of fear in my face. I'm like, I don't know what to say, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is. So I want to talk a little bit about you know, disruption of yourself, I guess. And I know that probably sounds kind of weird, right? But I think when you are, we've experienced this quite a bit with SB Pace and to some degree, even with Certivium, we don't talk about Certivium enough, Corey. We really don't. We don't. But we're, we've had to, we've, we've had to make these adjustments, you know, continually kind of Pivoting, I don't. I hate the word pivot. I really do. Twenty twenty ruined the word pivot for me. Um, making adjustments, disrupting ourselves and what we're doing until we find the ex, until we found the exact right niche that we wanted to be in, where it was something that we enjoyed doing and that there was also a need in the marketplace for it, right? And it's that's a. I think that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs don't realize. Ha- happens inside of businesses yeah that, that that finding that thing that you're good at or that you want to do or or really laser focus on a target market and I think that this conversation can tie back to the podcast that we just had with John O'Brien where we talked about change and why people are resistance to, resistant to change and why uh, it we didn't really talk about why change is a good thing but we talked a lot about change and I think that that's the problem is that you get it, you get so set in your your ways. You you get in this routine because uh, as humans, as primates, like we we like the routine, we like the patterns, we like the predictability of life, and disrupting your life, disrupting the what you do, it's hard and it like it it causes stress, especially if you're not the type of person who really likes change. 
and that stress is like everything that we do in life is really to avoid stress. Um, that's true. We, that's why, you know, you find that comfort, you find your comfort zone and that in order to not have stress. Right. And so anytime you introduce change or you try, you start to make yourself uncomfortable, you, you become stressed. Yeah, and it's, I mean, there's... I just sounded like a doctor. Yes, Dr. Julie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The, uh, and, but it it goes both ways because if, let's say you get yourself in a good routine, Uh um, going to the gym, eating well, Uh waking up at the same time every day, like you get yourself in that good routine and then you, it gets thrown off for whatever reason. Like that's, that, that's the exact same thing where you... It's stressful. It's stressful because you're like, oh man, I used to go, like I... Like I go to the gym at the same time every single day and today I had to miss it because of a meeting or I pulled a muscle in my back and I could anything and it's it, you your body hates it your mind hates it it's like the when you're raising a kid like the the it's all about routine for them they know that at this time of the day it's bath time and that this is nap time like there's all of these things and if they get off that schedule then it's it completely screws them over and then it inadvertently screws you over too because now you're dealing with some upset kid who doesn't know why they're still awake or a t- why they- a tiny terrorist exactly yeah well i think that you know the the notion of so so then okay let me ask this question if if change is stressful but we know that you know there's that everything you want is on just on the other side of your comfort zone right that particular saying, how do we condition ourselves or better prepare ourselves to disrupt our own lives for the better so that we can experience everything we've ever wanted? Um, I don't know why Dr. Julie has a weird doctor voice, but you can stop that, please. <laughs> it's creepy, isn't it? It is real creepy. Um, you're going to have zero patience with that voice. <laughs> But the uh, to prepare yourself, I I mean I don't know because I'm I well I'm not really the type that, like I will kind of jump in with two feet into new situations, but I've already kind of mentally prepared myself. I've thought about it. It's you think about the worst thing that could happen or the all of the different ways that you it's gonna be, like mentally kind of prepare yourself for me like that's the only way is just like all right well you know I know that it's going to be good for me or I'm going to eventually enjoy it or like I, I'm a fairly um, antisocial person like I don't barely antisocial yes and uh, anytime that somebody like there's a, a let's say a birthday party or I get invited to go out to have like drinks with friends or something like that and I'm just like oh do you get do stressed it. about those kinds of things, like anxious? No, I don't get stressed or anxious. I'm just like, I don't want to do this. So Be- why do you go then? Because I know that as soon as I get there, I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to be happy. It's like going to the gym. Like, I don't really like going to the gym, but I know that once I'm done with the gym, I'm going to feel better, like, physically and mentally that I went to the gym. It's so funny. I love going to the gym because I love talk- seeing all my friends there. <laughs> sure. but <laughs> um, and And so it's like somebody's like, hey, do you want to go out for drinks tonight? I'm like, yeah, I'll go because I know that I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to be happy that I went. But like completely leading up to that 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 time, I'm just like, like this is it's it's getting me out of my routine, which is, you know, usually sitting in front of my computer until like 10 o'clock at night. And then, uh, you know, maybe watching TV for a couple hours and then going to bed. 
That makes it sound like you go to bed at midnight, and you and I both know that's not true. And sometimes I do. Well, yeah. So okay, but when you are let's 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 go back to talking about you know entrepreneurs and the business aspect of having to make those changes, right? And sometimes, like we're so we get so married to an idea or a concept that this is a really, like, we think our idea is great, right? Like, I think the best, when we started SB Pace, we started SB Pace with the notion that we were going to help small business owners pivot their businesses because of the pandemic. That was a load of fucking shit. We never did it, right? Correct. But, you know, we, and I don't know that we were really married to that as much as, um, well, we thought we thought there was a need for it. Sure, I was going to say we thought that there was this service that we could provide. Yeah, and not really thinking it the whole way through that people were figuring it out on the fly, so they didn't really need our services because they were in the middle of doing what we were. Well, they didn't need that service. There yes, were we, yeah, yeah, we yes. were definitely needed, but I think you know when you are in the uh, in this place of being overly committed. I guess there's kind of a sweet spot. My brain is going all over the place right now because I'm thinking about the people that are like just hold steadfast that this is the direction we need to go and we're not going to change and eventually it's going to work. So I don't want to make any changes. And then there's the people that are way over on the other side that are like every day like, ooh, now I'm going to do this and now I'm going to do that and I'm this and I'm that. And, And you can't even keep up with what they're doing. Somewhere in the middle, and that's a pretty wide swath, is the sweet spot. Sure. And I'm gonna I'm gonna relate this back to something that we never talk about on this show. Is it the restaurant? No, gambling. Oh. So we don't ever talk we about it. We don't ever that. talk. But if you're if you're like let's say you sit down at a poker table. Uh-huh. And, or poker table any any table uh-huh. um at the casino, you need to have a system. And by a system it's uh let's say you're like Blackjack aside, because there's like a whole science behind that. But like, if you're playing some of the games that are a little bit more um, a game of chance, let's say, like uh, if you're on if you're playing roulette or if you're on the craps table or whatever, you need to have just the same pattern that you do over and over and over again, and you don't deviate from that pattern because theoretically you can get to the point. Because even if you're at, let's say, like you have forty percent odds of winning, which isn't great. At some point, you're going to be up. As, as long as you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you're going to be up, and you can walk away with money. Um, but the people <laughs> who constantly change how they're betting, where they're betting, like how they're playing their hands, like you're all over the board. Like you're you're ruining that small percentage that you have to win because you're constantly changing. Now, then you have to assess at a certain point if you're losing, 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 losing. Okay, maybe I do need to adjust my plan of attack for this particular game, or I need to quit this game altogether and go play a new game, or that dealer is somehow screwing me because that happens. I don't know. You get a bad dealer. and Oh, my <laughs> God. You do get a bad dealer. All I was thinking was I've, I, 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 I could not employ that logic when playing three-card poker <laughs> of the just keep at it until you start winning. Sure. And <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's hard, and it takes some of the fun out of the game because you're supposed to stay on a queen seven or higher. Right. And 
So if you have a queen of seven, you just play it regardless. And you should make the same bets all the time. Uh, I mean, you can kind of adjust how you're betting because you want to, when you start getting a hot hand, and and those those things do exist because, again, you have a 40% chance of winning or whatever that percentage is for that particular game. You have, if you start getting that those hot hands then you want to start betting bigger because you're going to make some money and then knowing that you're going to then start giving it away again um but it's tough so so tying that that the consistent action sticking with it it sounds like you're saying stick with a your business plan and and keep playing keep keep trying until until what well, you need to set some some parameters there. Okay. Like you you because if you're start if you're just starting out or if you're launching a new product, if if there's anything new, you need to create a solid plan ahead of time. You don't want to just jump into it and and do something willy-nilly. You want to have that plan for your business that or that product or that service that you're going to do X, Y, and Z, and you're going to do it consistently, and you're going to do it for a set duration of time. No matter what happens, you're going to do, you're going to follow that plan. And if the, um, if at the end of the time, that time, nothing has changed or, or it hasn't been successful, then you can reassess. And you obviously want to reassess along the way, but you want to reassess and say, okay, what do we do well? What didn't we do well? Let's get some feedback. Let's talk to potential customers. Let's do some surveys. Let's talk to our employees. Let's do all of these things to say, how can we do this better? And at a certain point, you might just need to walk away from whatever that product or service is. This was a bad idea. We thought it was good. We did the research. Everything looked good. But it turns out that everybody who we uh, pulled, they were a bunch of liars or um, the price point wasn't correct and we there's no way we can get to the correct price point or any number of factors. So you need to assess and understand, does this make sense for the business? Does this make sense for me as a business owner? But um, you don't want to, if, if you have that plan to say, we're going to do this for six months and six weeks, six days into it, you're already changing. You can't you, there's no way to really understand what is successful and what's causing you to fail. Yeah. I and and that's really that's a that can be a very challenging part of being an entrepreneur, right? Cuz you want to give things enough time to know can this work, right? But you also don't want to stick with something, you know, you don't want to you don't want to bet on a losing horse especially not for an extended period of time, but, you know, understanding what the data tells you. So you really need to be looking at data, understanding the market, making sure that you are, you know, targeting, marketing to the right buyer and making sure that, you know, you're, you're doing it in the right place. There's so many aspects to it. um, But understanding like really, is it, is, you know, is the price point wrong? And that's why I think where a competitive analysis comes in and is really important and, and, and that differentiation, right? So how are you different from all the competition? And I love, and when I say I love, I don't mean I love, um, when people tell us a, you know, a potential client or even existing clients, when they'll say that they don't have any competition, I'm like, <laughs> You're not doing anything that unique. You have competition. Sure. And, 
yeah, everybody has competition. And my other favorite um, statement that people make is business owners make is everybody is my customer. False. <laughs> False. He just sounded like Dwight. Yes. False. Um, because bears beats Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yes. <laughs> When it comes to whatever it is that you're selling, uh, oftentimes nothing is a competition. I can buy your product or I can not buy your product. And not buying your product is competition. And yeah. not everybody is your customer. Like, I mean, I've had this conversation working in restaurants where like, anybody in the geographical area is potentially my customer. Yeah, except for maybe some people don't like the food that you're selling. Maybe some people don't like going out eat, going out to eat. Maybe some people can't afford to go out. To, like any number of reasons why yeah. not everybody in your geographical area could be your customer. Correct. Yeah, it's. I think it's a really hard concept. I was just having a conversation recently with somebody who is developing this really cool app, and the app is for goal-setting. And um, it's got a lot of really unique features to it, right? So he's talking, telling me about the app and I'm listening. And, um, you know, and I had mentioned, well, your competition is pen and paper. No, it's not. I'm like, it, it really is. Like, I can write my goals on a piece of fucking paper. No, you can't. That's impossible. <laughs> it's like the whole six-minute abs. Five-minute <laughs> yeah, abs. No. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> So it's a, it's just an interesting concept, but, and I, I like to think about, you know, when it's time to make a change versus holding steadfast and really understanding who your market is so that, you know, I have a good concept and I'm just not at a good price point. I have a good concept at a good price point, but I'm not marketing to the right people. Like you have to understand why you're not selling but you also, you can't just change what you're doing every week because that's, you know, that confuses people and everybody knows confused buyers don't buy. Exactly. So, and I mean, not only is it going to confuse your buyers, it's going to disrupt how your team works. It's, it's, it's going to affect more than just your customers and yeah. it creates that confusion. It creates, uh, again, people like routine and really do. And if I come into work and every day how I do my job is different, that's going to screw me up. It's going to slow things down. It's going to frustrate me. It's going to it's going to cause all sorts of problems. So, if you're going to make a change, make it calculated. Think of through like you're not going to get it right 100%, but think of everything that could possibly go wrong. Think of all of the questions that need to get answered. Think of all of the things that will be affected and try to address that before it happens and then have a plan to deal with the feedback as it comes in so that you can tweak, tweak, minor tweaks on the fly, not major changes. Correct. All right. Well, this was a, this was a great conversation between Julie and Corey. It was a great conversation. And thank you, Julie, for being a great co-host. Well, thank you for thanking me. Thank you for noticing. Yeah, it's kind of hard. It would be weird if I didn't notice that you were here. I'd just be... No, thank you for noticing I'm great. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> thank you for being great. All right. Well, enough of that. Thank you to our listeners, though. We appreciate all of you. And everything that you want to know about us is in the show notes. Exactly. Um, if you want to work with us, if you're interested in any of our free content, and we've got a lot of it, then um, head on over to our website. You can learn everything about us there at sbpace.com. And there's even a link on, under the services section to our other business, Certivium. 
And while you're on our website, why don't you go learn about our uh, podcast, because you're listening to the podcast. The radio show we have, it's called Defeat the Chaos. It's on the Voice America business channel. It's every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. And if you say anything else about the radio show, I hit a, I'll hit all, all, all the points there, Julie. I'm not going to say anything Because you else. love to add stuff. Whenever. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just, I'm going to tell people about the book we wrote. All right. It's the number one bestseller. It's called Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. It comes with a digital workbook. You can grab it on our website. Well, you can link to it from our website or you can just go straight to Amazon. Um, and if you've already purchased it, go ahead and rate and review it. We would really appreciate that. That's it for today. I'm Corey. I'm Julie. And this was BizQuick, helping small businesses across America.